0: But I'm thankful, it's like I was excited at times and nervous. And nervous at times and then excited just to to be up here. But um, that song I just came to my mind because it it seems like so many times through our life we kind of say why me. When I look I see kind of the things that he's brought me through and I think of uh, well, it, it's a miracle what it brought me through. But I look around and I see other situations, other people, maybe that I think should have deserved being taken care of before me. I see young parents with children, and one of them, you know, is is taken away, left with a wife or a husband with four children, and you know, I'm thinking I've lived, you know, a lot of my life, and you, you just ask why, but you just you just got to let it go. I mean. We don't know what all he has in store, and we know his plan's greater than ours, but I'm just thankful that I'm here able to talk to you today because it was a journey for the last year. This year, this time, I was in the hospital right now, about six weeks um, in a lot of pain, and my wife can attest to that, and couldn't eat, just just wanted some relief somehow from the pain, but you know, God's got a reason for all that. Uh, he could have delivered me sooner, but through the pain and the suffering, and, you know, some of us are not going to realize how he can take us to the bottom. There's just different ways. There's different ways that uh, through suffering that there's something There's something in that. There's something in suffering that comes no other way. Uh, it's not the hopelessness. It's just you know, I felt like I was in a hole and people would walk over me and look down and you know, how you doing? And then they would leave and I would still be in that hole for so much of the time. So, but just thankful to be here. And I just kind of wrote a few things down because I realized after Jay said, you know, I, I said I might cover this in five minutes and be done, then I realized the more I thought about it, there's a lot, there was a lot. I just, my mind will go back and I'll think about things and i oh, I forgot about that. And, you know, this situation, that situation, I could probably stand up here and talk for a couple hours, you know, I mean, I could. Um, but I got to go to work. So you're all safe. So, <laughs> but I kind of made a list and the first one's called the fall. So and it wasn't Adam and Eve, it was me. Uh, I guess the ceiling may be a little higher than this one. Maybe I don't know, I was up way in my garage, I was up in the ceiling in a ladder, already been up two or three times, and was up about 12 to 14 feet, and that feeling when the ladder goes out from under you, I know my eyes had to be that big around when I was coming down, but uh, it happened so quick, and hit flat on my back, didn't hit my head, didn't knock the breath out of me, but it hurt, It, you know, it, just, it was the shock and the scare of it, and then realizing, you know, that. You know, after I laid there, got my phone out of my pocket, it wasn't broke, so I called her, she was inside. She came out and I said, yeah, you better call an ambulance because that was quite a fall. So, uh, got to the emergency room and, you know, the guy comes in and said, we did a CT scan and everything looks great with your back. You know, and I thought, really? Because it doesn't feel great, but, uh, and then he said, have you had cancer surgery? Boy, that that just hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, no. He said, well, we're gonna do another CT scan cause we see some stuff. And you know, you're sitting in there with this funnel on your head, protecting your neck from moving and all this and you're by yourself. So uh, go through that and he comes back and he says, yeah, you got three places on you and uh, you're gonna have to have them checked out. So, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, you just never know until you're that situation and it's, you know, it is what it is so. Uh, I remember coming out and, and it's so funny when you get bad news or things happen you're wanting everything to go smooth from that point you know you're wanting people to understand you're wanting people to you know all this but it doesn't happen that way Your life goes on things still happen crazy stuff still happens so and this is you know I want to share this point because this was for me it wasn't it isn't a, a criticism to my life at all but God was doing little things just to keep me humble If anything, it teaches you, it it can either push you one way or it can cause you to be humble. Make your choice, okay? But after they gave me this news, they shoved me outside, you know, in a wheelchair. It was cold. And I wanted to go back in. You can't go back in. You're you're not allowed to go back in. So I'm sitting there and it's cold and I'm waiting for my... Yeah, COVID was going on, of course. This was, you know, a year and a half ago or whatever, so they shoved me outside. But I said, Well, can I come back in my wife's not here yet? Nope. So I was just standing out there. And I said, uh, I called her. I said, Where are you? She says, I'm right here. And I'm thinking, I don't see you. <laughs> so I look around. And she says, Well, maybe I'm on the wrong side. I'll drive around. So I said, Okay. So I waited and everything. And she says, I'm here. I said, I don't see you. And uh, it got real quiet on the other end. And she goes, I'm at the wrong hospital (laughs) so you know at the time I'm looking I thought Lord I hope there's a day this will be funny but uh, you know but there was just simple things uh, being in the cancer center and being clear at the other end of the hall and sitting there not so much in self pity but inner thought of everything and kind of feeling down and low and there was some pity there and we're right beside the pediatric cancer center. So I see this father come out with a stroller pushing this little girl probably four years old, got her little hat on and everything. She goes by me all and smiles, looks at me and smiles real big. And then all of a sudden, I just feel myself go down. I thought, how can you sit here and be so so self centered, so self absorbed that she goes by you smiling? What kind of what kind of life has she got left? I mean, does she have years? Does she? She's taking it like a trooper and there. You're sitting there just thinking about this. So there was things that happened along that. That was called the ER experience, I guess. And then to wait for a month not knowing what you have, you know, uh, that was the other thing. But all this is designed to bring you to a place. Uh, And I was so thankful. The biopsy, when they went into the biopsy, that went bad, caused a hematoma. So I'm back in the hospital, severe pain and then you have the students coming in, you know, wanting to ask you questions. And You're thinking, are you even old enough to be in the hospital? I mean, where's your parents? You know, because you're laying there and every hour somebody's coming in going, "Uh, uh, Mr. Lewis, we need to ask you these questions. And it's like, they were so silly, but you know, it was just, it was a teaching hospital, so that's what's gonna happen, so. um, But you know, pretty much one lady came in and you know, I'm saying, I'm thinking it's my back, but they're thinking it's my pancreas. So, you know, one, one nurse comes in, it's like, well, this is the way it's going to be till it's over. And I'm thinking, well, we don't even know what's wrong yet. I mean, you're, you're telling me I'm going to be in this pain and, and then a few months I'll be gone, you know, is what she was saying. And I thought, well, they don't even know what's wrong with me. So luckily they did find out. It is a cancer. It was neuroendocrine. Uh, it's a rare type of cancer, but it was cancer. But I guess if you're gonna get it, that's the best one to get. So uh, the other thing was I'm gonna have to go to uh, Pittsburgh. We decided to go there because they do this surgery. It's called the Whipple. Yeah, if you wanna look it up, I'll give you a brief. They go in and they, they take the head of the pancreas. They take 10% of your stomach, 10% of your small intestine. They remove your bile duct, your gallbladder, and sew you back together and this doctor does a lot, so I think you'd want a doctor that does a lot to do that, because he said this is gonna be the hardest surgery that mostly anybody can go through. And I thought, well, okay, and, and he was right. You know, it was six days in the hospital, six or seven days, six hours in the surgery, of course, and then six months to recover, and he was, he's done enough, he knew exactly what he was talking about. So, um, I get home after the surgery, and in pain. And you're thinking really should I be home yet, but I was, you know, and then about five or six days later, everything started to go south, I'd started feeling really bad throwing up. And every time you throw up, you're thinking am I pulling stuff loose, you know, because you got a feeding tube in you and all this. So uh, they rushed me back to the hospital and everything went bright white just everything was bright white. And the ambulance driver says, well, you're in shock. You know, you're, it's, you're experiencing shock. So they got me there and realized they did another CT scan and they're saying things aren't right inside of you. And I'm thinking, oh. So then I got the, f- the flight back to Pittsburgh, uh, helicopter. I never wanted to be in a helicopter. I still don't. Everybody asked me, how was the ride? <laughs> you know, you're sedated. There's instruments right here above you. Uh, And I never I just think $80,000 to fly me back to Pittsburgh. Just think how many flights you could have had in vacations, you could have had for $80,000. And this was a flight just about an hour and a half. So they got me there. They put me in the uh, ICU. And she can attest a couple of times I was shaking so bad. She was crying. I was thinking this is it. (laughs) This is I get out of this early. So, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong, so they did CT scans. And they said, "You, we're gonna show you what's wrong with you. So if you guys have the, these, as soon as they get it up on the screen here, these are the blood clots they took out of me. That starts about right here where they put a filter in and goes down both legs. So I don't know how many blood clots that is, but they thought it was pretty special. So they got a paper towel and drew it out and i just when i saw that and they saw it they kind of smiled because they were thinking you're even lucky to be here you know if just one or two of those could have slipped through yeah i mean you wouldn't be here talking to us today so i'm thanking god for that because that was no small thing right there and it's get that's that's been a help for me to testify to people because i still one lady and she said did you testifying stuff before this happened I said no she says she just smiled she said there you go you know there's everything that I think could be possibly wrong could one day be used for something that gives me an open door to share because I'm just not a person that usually shares like that so I was thankful for that six weeks in the hospital and it was awful Um, in pain most of the time she was with me she was a trooper taking care of me and then she had to take care of me when we went home with the the feeding tube and most of the time I was so nauseated I couldn't take anything through the, through the mouth so she would inject it into my feeding tube or whatever. So, and then I had a pick line and all this stuff, you know, it's every, and a lot of stuff went wrong too. The pick line had to be removed. The, when I got home the first time from the hospital from, uh, from Huntington they found out that I had blood clots in my lungs. Then they found out that I had a fractured back. So my concern was my fractured back cause that gave me the most uh, pain and stuff. And uh, I realized I was gonna be on that hard operating table for six hours. And when I came out of that, I was, yeah, they couldn't hardly control the pain. Cause I can't even lay down and to lay down on a hard table for six hours, I was just out of it. So, you know, all that and the six, I don't know, it was probably Six weeks in the hospital, got home, and it was probably September before I felt human again. I told everybody I looked like Tom Hanks on Castaway. You know, wild hair, wild beard, losing weight, you know. Uh, And Max, this was so funny, when I came home the first time, he said, Papa, let me see your scars, and opened my shirt, and I had stitches all the way down here at a tube coming out of my belly, and he went, that looks pretty bad. (laughs) But he says, I think when I wrecked on my bike, it was worse. (laughs) I said okay you make me feel better Max so yeah but in all this it's just I guess when I found out or before I found out you know how many of us have put out fleeces in our life you know Lord take care of me here and I'll I'll do better well this time it was so weird I could not pray that way I said Lord you've you've showed me certain things Whether I live five months, five years, 15 years, I'm yours. I mean, I realize that you've opened my eyes to things that that would not have happened unless I would have fell. So I'm praising him for that. And there's a lot of times we just, God's got to do something drastic to change our life. Because leaving it up to us, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do what it takes to get straightened out, and this is, this is kind of my life. I mean, I've been in church all my life, raised a Catholic in strict ways and, uh, you know, knew the Bible, uh, but there's a, there's a difference in knowing, uh, you know, think you know the Bible. There's a reason why you read it every day. It's not because you already know it. It's because God said there's something about hiding his word in your heart That you might not sin against him, and most of us are always concerned. Oh, I can't be perfect. There's no way I can be perfect. You know, we dismiss that so fast. When, of course, we can't. But you know what? Jesus says, "Greater things you're going to do than I've done." Why would He say that? Why would He tell somebody after He healed them or forgave them of their sins, "Go and sin no more"? Now, I'm not trying to get on uh, anything here like preaching perfection. But we count ourselves out way too fast. You know, I feel God when I say that. We count ourselves out way too fast. And why do we do that? Maybe we're doing that because we know there's sin in our life that we haven't taken care of yet. So we're saying, oh, I can't be perfect. You know, I'm not even going to try. Well, you know, Jesus said, Be ye holy as I am holy. God said that. So, you know, there's something to think there. Quit. Jesus was a man too. But every time he was tempted, every time he was put in a situation, what would he do? He would go pray. We have that same avenue. And we're on this side of the cross, you know. Some of us have wandered. And, again, don't take this if your walk is different and you're farther along. hearing it until we get it I don't know what it's going to take I knew what it took for me to get it I'm trusting that most people have it or they're going to get it through a different avenue that that God's not going to have to drop you you know and send you through this but I'm so thankful you did because it made such a difference in my life Uh, scripture Uh, gosh see there I mean this is crazy Um, scripture one night, sitting there, pops up on my feed, you know, Second uh, Kings 20 and 5, you know, basically, I've, you know, I've seen your tears. I've heard your prayer, and I will heal you, is what he told me. I claimed it. I just claimed it. I, I thought, where did that come from? I didn't even know that scripture was there. I claimed it, okay? The other scripture, driving to Huntington for an appointment, and I'm thinking, I'm such a failure with how am I I getting Jesus to other people? How am I – I'm just existing. I mean, I I get up through the day, and, yeah, I make it through the day. But what am I doing for him in the pressure? You feel the pressure. And this is one thing that I've learned, too. Quit comparing yourself to other people. Stop. I mean, we do that. The devil still whispers that just like he did to Adam and Eve. And we're so busy looking at other people in in positive or negative ways. You know, comparing ourselves, well, I could never do that, or I could never do that. Come on. We're comparing ourselves, and we spend our whole lives comparing ourselves. Jesus was what I was told growing up is a personal savior, right? What's that mean? You're one-on-one, just like a personal trainer you go to the gym you start looking around at somebody else doing this stuff and you're thinking i could never do that don't don't do that that's not what you're called to do he's your personal savior he's your personal trainer he will train you he will teach you he knows everything about you he knows your struggles growing up what you went through what you struggle with and he'll take you one-on-one because if you start looking around at everybody else wondering well i can't do that Well, my calling's not like jays or i can't get up and teach like Christopher or speak like TJ or you're not supposed to uh the first thing you can do if you start getting into these areas is just learn just to love one another Jesus said that's the greatest commandment don't worry about being able to pray for people or people being healed or just love one another you you'll be surprised what God will do in just teaching you how to love one another um so I'm thankful that but you know on my way to the appointment it's like I'm just frustrated because I don't I don't know how to trust him I mean what do I do to be more for him and he said it came right on the scriptures there's three things I require of you and it was like he was speaking right to me he said there's three things I require of you he says but to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly Now, you can probably read that in a different version, and it'll clarify it somewhat for you. But he's saying three things I require. Quit looking at all the other stuff that you think has to be done, that there's these great things. The small things is loving one another. That's pretty difficult, but still, we realize that it's a lot to be able to love. But if God gets a group of people that are just willing to love one another, you won't have to pray for healing it'll come because where he's in the midst, Christ is gonna be there. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. Um, Out the other day after a storm had went through and I noticed I was picking up branches and I'm just thinking, he's just showing me little things. They're not great, they're stuff I've known my whole life but he's making it real to me now because my life's changed in a way that I could have never done it but picking up all these dead branches after these storms and I'm thinking, oh, they're dead. They came out of there real easily. Why? That storm went through and took all everything dead that was inside you. Maybe some of the things that were weak, and he dropped them on the ground. What's well, what a storm will do in your life. If you let him do it, he'll, he'll remove all the dead stuff out of your life and show you what really matters. And, if you know, some people say, GB, I don't. I don't know how to trust him or i don't know if i really believe or i don't know you know what maybe you you don't trust him because you don't know him do we trust people we don't know not usually i mean maybe we get on a plane we trust the pilot and all that but i'm saying if somebody said you know give me give me some money and i'll care of you or whatever you're gonna you're gonna not trust that person until you know a little more about them I just think we don't we don't trust him because we don't really know him and if we don't know him then we're we're wandering we're wandering they saw great great miracles we probably have too but are we still wandering you know it's it's between us and him so I'm just thankful for the you know, I, I, I realized I could, gosh, I could talk a while and bring up certain things that he showed me. And so thankful that, uh, you know, the Pharisees, can you believe? I guess, I guess maybe Caiaphas, the high priest or whatever, got a group of Jews and said, follow him around. Follow him around, ask him questions, try to catch him up, try to do whatever and you Jesus had performed so many miracles raising people from the dead healing people and what did the Pharisees ask Show us a sign I mean really show us a sign I'm thinking he's been showing you signs I mean and he, what did he tell them No sign will be given you except of the prophet Jonah So he's saying nothing's going to be showing you but one day I'm going to you know i'm going to be crucified in three days i'm going to rise there's going to be your sign you need to realize that you've had signs we've had signs you know have you had people ask you you know oh if god would do this miracle i would believe he's saying you wicked perverse generation you know you've had those signs and why does it matter that all this didn't happen in our lifetime it just happened in somebody's else's lifetime you know christ came did the miracles gave us all the proof all we have to do is believe Isn't it something sometimes we we take something to make it difficult? He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Some people look at that as being, I don't know, uh, you can't go any other way. Surely there's other ways to get to heaven than just Jesus. But he said that, maybe he said it to make it simple. So you wouldn't travel all these other ways trying to find out, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Just follow me. Just make it simple. Just follow me. But, you know, sometimes we, we have a tendency to make things more, more difficult. So I'm thankful that uh, Jesus, you know, showed me things during this situation. Um, I don't, you know, there was just times that I had people praying for me, and I'm just wondering where the prayer is going to come. When are they going? Because when you're in pain for, you know, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, that's all you can think about. It seems like all you can think about is the pain. But I'm just so thankful that there's nothing that we're going to go through in this life that he hasn't already done. That's why he did everything he did. He was ridiculed. He was misunderstood. uh, he He was beaten. He was hung on a cross. He was probably hung there naked the shame and everything he took all that so there's nothing that we're going to experience in this life that he hasn't already done and that's what's amazing he came to do that and he came to do it just for me just for you and i know these words sound so cliche but you know until until you're ready to get to that point where you're just ready to trust him when you get up in the morning you're ready to listen to his word. It's not something, well, I guess I gotta pray today. I haven't prayed yet or I haven't read my Bible or whatever. You're wanting to do that because it changes the way you look at the day. It changes the way you look at people. It changes everything about you. So uh, when I get ready to end here, yeah, like I say, um, I knew, I was hoping I would spend more than five minutes but to get done before I have to go to work. but. So I'm just thankful for being here, God giving me a place, because I never thought I'd leave the church where I was, and I'm not sure that I've left. But, you know, when I was there, I was praying, God, help me to get back to Regency or Rolling Meadows, help me to find a place where I can serve you, where I can, where I can make a difference, you know, because COVID kind of messed everything up for everybody. And a lot of people that quit going to church, aren't going to church anymore I mean they're watching online and all that but there's something about being here there's something about being together there's something about you know uh, taking care of one another so again if this you know if what I've said not trying to preach to you trying to tell you what God has shown me if any of that you can apply that in your life uh, and again a lot of people went a lot farther than I have in this walk but you know I realize I have wandered for years and Maybe your sin will find you out. Have you ever had your sin find you out? Some people still have sin, and it's hidden, and you think nobody sees it. Oh, somebody sees it. And I know God sees it, but somebody's going to see it. It's better to confess to be caught red-handed in your sin. So you realize God loves us when he's willing to do that, when he's willing to... uh, you know, take us where we are. I love that. I love that I, I quit comparing myself to other people. We can do that and think, you know, that so-and-so, they're, they're a better Christian than me, but look what they did. So it must be all right for me to do that. No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, sin is sin. Doesn't matter you know, how you try to, to turn it or make it look like, well, God understands my situation. I, he sure does. But he does he doesn't accept sin if that's what you're doing you need to realize that that we're responsible for who we are and where we are and what we're doing so I'm just thankful this is things he'd shown me that I've tried to compare myself to other people and you just don't do that so Jesus we're you know we're just thankful that you've helped us Lord we're thankful that Jesus, you know, where we are, what we're doing, uh, the scriptures you can you can bring to life to us, Lord. We're thankful for that for thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee, Lord, or you know, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. That's been the main scripture that that I love, that I've hung on to, because I realize if, if I put him first, he'll take care of every situation and every need. Just quit cutting yourself short. Believe that God can take you, because a lot of times you'll take every step, and you'll go through the whole day, and you realize, you know, I've not, I've not failed him. I've not failed Christ today. That's not boastful, guys. That's, that's what he expects us to do. He said, I am I have to go, and if I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit because Jesus could only be at one place at one time. When he sends the Holy Spirit, he's able to be with with each one of us wherever we are if we're halfway around the world. That's, that's a wonderful thing to know that he's there with us. He's there regardless of where we are or what we're doing. We're thankful that he came, that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and that's what he's trying to show us. So, guys, I hope you realize that, you know, this, just knowing him and, and really knowing what he wants in our lives and that he loves us and it's a personal thing, the greatest thing of all. So I'm so thankful. He's still teaching us to be sensitive, listen to our wives more. I need to listen to my wife more because she, she sees this, the things that I think maybe are too sensitive. Or, but I realize if I could be more like that, I could be more like Christ sometimes us men are you know like a bull in the china shop and we don't realize that we could be more sensitive in areas being more thoughtful i think that's where I, you know seeing certain sh- certain situations where you can step in and be be a help be more thoughtful not just because you're making a show but because that's what christ would have you do yeah uh, deny yourself take up your cross and follow him and i think that's what a a minister told me and her, your, your marriage will work if you're willing to deny yourself. So if you're not willing to deny yourself, guess what? It's not going to work. And that's why half the people we know are probably divorced. Not, nothing against them, but most of the time it's a, it's a heart situation. You know, it's, it's denying yourself. What's that mean? Putting him first. Just realize that you're, you're not, the world doesn't evolve around you and uh, I'm so thankful that he's teaching us that so I have a song that I listened to two or three times this week as I was getting ready and it was just it's just stand if you want sit if you want but just worship Christ right now when you hear this song and realize this is this is what it's all about is worshiping him so if you could cue that song guys